Welcome to our third annual Shane Talks. May the fourth be with you episode. Uh, kind of one of the shticks that we did very early on when Jason and I started this podcast. Uh, we started it in May of 2020. Wanted to do Star Wars episode on May 4th. We did one last year and now we're back. I can't believe this is our third Star Wars episode. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, so normally a lot of our episodes uh, over the last couple of years, we've started with talking about what we're drinking and like what brewery it's from and stuff like that. Um, but since I'm not drinking right now, I wanted to, or last night, uh, Scum and Villainy Cantina in Hollywood, California published their uh, May the 4th drink list. They're doing a special, you know, drinks for the holiday and whatnot. So I screenshotted it, sent it to Jason. And I wanted us to pick which one of their drinks we would drink if we were in the Scum and Villainy Cantina today, or well, today when you're listening to this, May 4th. And having a Star Wars themed cocktail. So, Jason, I sent you the list. Which which of their offerings sounded the best to you? Um, to be completely honest, a bunch of them smelled. Uh, reading them, a bunch of them sounded good. Sure. But um, I actually made a Qui Gon gin and juice. No way! All right, so a Qui Gon gin and juice is gin, orange juice, pineapple juice, and orange soda. You got all that in there. Uh, so it's a little bit different okay. in the fact that this is like the Darth Maul version of Qui-Gon uh, Qui Gin and Juice. Okay. And what I mean by that is I couldn't find just pineapple juice. It okay. was a fruit juice, so it was red. Ah. But it had pineapple in it, and that was the best okay. thing I could find, so... Hey, I still like it. You took you put your little spin on it. That's pretty dope. I wish I could have made the drink I want to drink. Uh, when you looked at the list, did you see what you assumed that I would pick? Um, out of all of these, there's one that kind of screams my name. Um, drop it like it's Hoth. Ooh, ooh! While while that one does sound delicious because it has screwball peanut butter whiskey in it. Blue milk would have been my choice because it's got rum. Coca Lopez is a coconut liqueur, uh, blue curacao, and then pineapple juice. All ingredients that I love and would love to put them all together. So blue milk would have been my choice of drink for this one. Uh, but yeah, the uh, screwball whiskey, Jack Honey, I'm a little on, but rum chata and simple syrup, that probably makes a pretty good drink together. Uh, just real quick, what would your second choice have been? You know me, man. I'm more of like a fruity dude anyway, sure. as far as my drinks go, especially. So I probably would have done the Kessel Rum Runner. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, rum, banana liqueur, pineapple juice, grenadine, uh, and orange juice, which I have to be completely honest. I just recently learned this week that grenadine is not cherry flavored. It's pomegranate flavored. And I don't understand how I went 20 plus years of my life not realizing that. So I feel pretty stupid. I just learned that yesterday. Uh, probably shouldn't admit this. That, man. What's That's that? like what they use to make cherry Cokes and like all restaurants. I agree. And so that's why I've always been under the assumption that it was cherry flavored. I made a comment to my wife yesterday. And she was like, that's not cherry flavored. I'm like, yeah, it is. And uh, I was proven wrong. So that didn't sit well with me. Um, real quick, <laughs> before we get into too much stuff that really matters on this episode, I got I got two new pops in the last month. And I just want to show them off because I'm really, really happy and proud about them. Uh, first being um, Mando without his helmet holding little baby Yoda. Oh, look how cute this is. And what am I about to do? 
I'm going to pass this off to somebody else. Here, man. Here's Luke holding Grogu. So those are my two new pops that I'm really excited about having. They, they sit uh, usually back there next to really big Grogu, so they make me happy. All right, let's get into some serious stuff now. We have three polls that you put up on the Facebook page. Let's take a look at those. Let's start with, what's the first one we got here? Ooh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you read them since you put them up, but let's do the plot hole first. Oh, crap, like, you can't do that. Okay, I don't cool. have it pulled up. All right, my so bad. I will, I will do the first part. I'll pull I'll, up the other one. Sure. Uh, the first one that you put up was, what plot point or plot hole bugs you the most in the Star Wars universe? Uh, some of the answers we got were Padme's death of a broken heart, which is pretty lame and ridiculous. Uh, Anakin's entire transformation into Darth Vader. I, I agree with that. Uh, Mark Stratton suggested that one. It's kind of not very well conveyed throughout the end of Attack of the Clones and throughout um, whatever the third movie is called. Um, what is it? Re uh, Revenge of the Sith. Jeez, man, I really... Woo, this is a Star Wars podcast, too, and I couldn't couldn't think of... Thank God it's not a trivia. Uh, Brandon White suggested Palpatine's return and Ben Solo's face turn. Yep, kind of, kind of agree with that. That's pretty ridiculous. Uh, Jay O'Dell commented... Obi-Wan aging 40 years in the span of 18. I haven't personally <laughs> done the math, but I'm going to assume that he is correct. I'm assuming he investigated um, Alec Guinness's age compared to uh, Ewan McGregor's age between these two movies and whatnot. And Jay also threw up another suggestion of Obi-Wan not recognizing R2 in A New Hope. And he I mentally recognized him. He just said he never owned a droid before. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I will make one other comment with this. Yeah. So Yoda ages how old when he dies? 900. Okay. What's to say, since he ages 900 years, what's to say Obi-Wan doesn't age faster than a regular human being? Mm -hmm. That's possible. So or that's where, that's where I'm going. Write it down, George Lucas. Make it canon, baby. Well, I mean, here's the other thing. Those years that Obi-Wan spends in hiding, like, they probably take a real serious emotional mental toll on him. Like, it's probably just like a, a stress thing that causes him to age so quickly, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's what that's what I, that's what I would go with. Uh, but so the one that you had suggested and, and put on here was the death of Padme by a broken heart. Is that is that what you think is probably the worst? It is, man. Like. Here she is. She's a kind of like a BA. She's your late, you're like new Leia. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like she goes through this whole little stretch in, in uh, revenge of the Sith where it's like, Oh no, now I'm a helpless woman for the most part. And like my heart's broken by my, my man. So and hear me I, out. Hear, hear uh, me out on this. Why couldn't they have just had a sequence where she attempts to stand up to Anakin and Anakin just kind of like Bobby Brown's her and either backhands her or like force throws her or something, not realizing how powerful he is and what it's going to do to a pregnant chick. And maybe like it causes some internal damage. And that's why they're like, we have to get these babies out right now. Like she's at like anything other than just like being sad about Anakin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you could do that in a family friendly movie. I guess. 
I mean, George Lucas made these movies for kids, according to him. So, well, right, that's, that's the reason why, why he butchered, you know, multiple children in that third movie. <laughs> Makes sense. You want to you want to make sure those kids are kept in their place. Well, again, how is how is him force throwing Padme any worse than slaughtering like little children? Like, it would at least give her a physical ailment and reason for like. You know, maybe he throws her into a wall. And I mean, she's a tiny little frail woman who's pregnant. Like she could, you know, break a rib and jam it into her heart or like anything other than just like, I'm so sad. I just give up the will to live. Even though I have two brand new babies. Exactly. Like she just, she literally turned those kids into orphans immediately because she just couldn't hold on to life for a little longer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of, of Padme's broken heart. That's probably one of the worst. I mean, aside from Anakin's dialogue in the second film, like this plot device was one of the worst things ever. Yep. All right. You got your bounty hunter uh, pull up. I do. I do. Um, filthy. What is it? A filthy hive of scum and villainy. I miss having my unleashed figures, man. I haven't, uh, I got rid of them. I don't know if I sold them or what, but yeah, I don't have them anymore. Oh, that's sad. Yep. Uh, I, I've held on to a couple of them, this being one of them. So I wanted to pull him out because of his pole victory. Uh, yes. Yeah, so as far as his pole victory goes, man, like I, uh, I asked the question, who's your favorite bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe? And I gave uh, some options. I'm only going to read the um, the ones that actually got a vote. Cool. And um, we're going to start with uh, one vote added by Brian. It's four LOM or four L-O-M. Uh, followed by, uh, well, tied with three others. One being Greedo from uh, the great episode one and episode four. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being Fennec Shand which was uh, Greedo was voted on by Brandon White. Fennec Shand was voted on by um, Tim Pendleton. And the only reason he did that was because of the Ming-Nan win. I can't she is a beautiful him. woman. Yeah, I, I definitely cannot blame him for that. Yeah, I still love her as Chun-Li, even though that's sure. horrible. Yeah, it um, is. Uh, however, Fennec Shand really hasn't done a lot of great bounty hunting, in my opinion, thus far. Um, yeah, she's just kind of like showing up and you don't yeah. see any success stories of hers at all. Yeah, so. like she kind of she kind of failed at her first job and then she kind of got shot and then like she got a second chance. But all she really did is, you know, hang around with Boba Fett and do whatever he told her to. So like, well, don't I don't forget, know. She showed up in Rebels, too. Oh, she did show up in Rebels. You're right. And she oh, was failed it not, at that was mission. It, it wasn't Rebels. Sorry. Uh, Bad, uh, Batch, right? Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. She failed at that mission in Bad Batch. So, you know, she's uh, beautiful, so we, though. <laughs> uh, the fourth one that only got one vote, which I'm kind of surprised it only got one, was Din Jaren. The uh, Mandalorian. Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of surprising that he only got one. But uh, Mr. Simpson, Brandon Simpson, Mr. Snow was the one who said that. Uh, Mike Owens added to it. He got two votes for his IG-88, and he tied uh, with Bosk. And then um, you and I had the exact same answer, Shane. Who yep. was it? Uh, Cad Bane. I was a huge fan of Cad Bane in, uh, in the animated stuff, the Clone Wars. Um, 
Filoni did an awesome job creating a very cool, like I just, I, I, I like how usually monotonous he is. I know he's based on Clint Eastwood and like his character from the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, I, I, I like the hat, the spaghetti Western feel to it. I like the like theme that he usually has. Um, but he's just, is like a real cool gunslinger in my opinion. So from everything I've gotten from his character, I was very happy to see him finally in live action, uh, at the end of Book of Boba Fett, the last couple episodes, that was pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, Cad Bane, definitely my favorite bounty hunter that, I, that I've gotten to witness. And, uh, that was me, you, and Albert who brought, uh, Cad Bane in for second nice. place. Uh, I want to jump back to uh, to Mike Owens's putting IG-88 on there because I commented and I put IG-11 is better than IG-88. Do you yep. have an opinion on that? You do? Oh, okay. I totally agree. But, okay. You know, I never got to see, I don't know if I've ever seen anything with IG-88 being actual exactly like, in action. And that's where my uh, comment came from. Like, we got to see IG-11, like, basically be insane and be a bounty hunter ish, but you just, I find him a much more appealing character because of the little bit that we've gotten from him compared to IG-88 who just kind of stood there. Yeah, totally. Uh, and the same thing with Bosk, right? He kind yeah. of just stood there as well. So, yep. um, but yeah, so Cad Bane was our second with three votes and it's me, you and Albert on that one. And then the last one is our winner. You've already shown him. He got seven votes. And uh, we got uh, Boba Fett. Um, yeah, I know you. I know you saw my comment on this. The first four people that voted for him, I had to ask them, like, what what really made them like Boba Fett? Like, it's been like, don't get me wrong. I think Boba Fett looks cool, and I think Boba Fett in the very small bits that we got at an Empire and Return of the Jedi, he was fine. He was a cool character, but he never made me go, oh man, I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. It was always just, no, Boba Fett's cool. He's got Mandalorian armor. That's kind of cool. Um, but like I, I asked, was it was it the couple of minutes in Empire when he was kind of mysterious? Was it the couple of minutes in Return of the Jedi where we thought that he died? Uh, was it when they saw him as a kid watch his dad get murdered? Was it from the cartoon uh, in the Star Wars special? Like, I just don't understand. Like, again, I think Boba Fett's cool, but I just don't understand people's love for Boba Fett. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I think his character was better before they brought him back. Sure. Uh, just like, do you mean do you mean before like Django Fett? Like, do you wish the Django Fett had never happened, or no, do you mean Django Fett was fine? I just okay. meant like when they brought him back for Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Right, and and don't get me wrong. I think his like appearance in Mando was kind of cool. Sure. Um. But we've already talked about Book of Boba Fett, and we'll touch on it a little bit later. But uh, it's an entire series or short series or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. mini series that that just didn't seem to work for me personally. I agree. So. Yep. Uh, uh, we will get there. Let us go to the next poll, our, our last poll that you came up with. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic. So uh, my question was, who's your favorite Jedi with Skywalker's excluded? And that means Ray, Anakin, and uh, I'm, I'm throwing Ray in there because, you know, she is a Skywalker. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm throwing out Ray. I'm throwing out Luke. I'm throwing out Anakin because Luke is definitely my favorite Jedi of all time. Sure. And that's just because of the fact that I'm a purist and weird like that. 
Um, and so, uh, but yeah. So did so you we'll not vote? At the bottom. What did you that? not vote on the? Did you not vote on the poll? I did. I did. Oh, you did. oh okay. Oh. Oh, you've landed helped. now. Oh, you've yeah, you've landed. You're allowed to take your helmet off. Good. Good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, speaking of which, um, so starting with the my vote was the only <laughs> vote I, uh, for this Jedi. And uh, I'm the one who added him to the poll. But Kanan uh, Jarrus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. It's by far my favorite. Um, I just enjoy his arc. Um, he, he, they touch on the fact that, like, he can have a... He's not... Is he, he's kind of not a Jedi anymore by the end. No, uh, he's not. He's, just, he's very Force-sensitive. <laughs> like, he, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. He's good. I don't know. I just kind of like his storyline. Sure. It doesn't hurt that it's played by Freddie Prince Jr. Who, who's For sure. To be involved with stuff, especially knowing that he's as big of a nerd as us, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And um, but yeah, that's Kanan Jarrett's is my number one. Nice. So my only vote was for him. And then um, we got two that were added by Mike Owens. And um, he also voted twice because I forgot to turn off that feature for him or for everybody and uh, he put kit fisto and mara jade um mara jade i don't know if she's technically canon anymore yeah uh, i don't think she is technically which sucks i wish i i mean i wish they would have done the sequel trilogy completely different than they did altogether but i wish they would have done it in a way where she could have been included if you needed this big strong powerful female character mara jade would have been far superior to what we got out of ray yeah um definitely but uh with that being said if we're if we're cutting out uh mara jade let's say that but she got two votes so did kit fisto kit mm -hmm. fisto has always been cool yeah. he, he um i can't remember was he in a was he a toy from the first movie as well and uh, i don't think they introduced him until the second film yeah i think i, I think you might be right on that but i remember yeah. just like the like the the figure yep. the action figure and being like dude he's dope and like he just looks cool um, uh the very so, first original clone wars animated series they did that were like the online short films that were like three minutes long or whatever uh yeah. he had an episode of that that was really fun like it showed him just literally being a badass cool um i'll have to i don't know if i've seen that one or not um i, I know i watched like the samurai jack ones oh, okay uh so i don't know if that's a part of what you were yeah, talking about it should it should be in that series of them okay um it's been a long time since sure. I, I think i watched them when they first came out and i haven't seen them since so for sure um, that was just I, yeah. most of them i don't remember but that one sticks out to me just because i honestly think it's mostly underwater like i think he's fighting underwater like he's i had never realized in the movies that he was like an amphibious character so gotcha. yeah it's pretty cool i just remember the mace windu episode more so than mm -hmm. any of the other. that one sticks out uh, too um, yeah uh next up and second place with six votes is yoda no big surprise there yoda rocks like yoda's just awesome um love me some yoda kind of disappointed with what they did in the prequel trilogy with him but well, uh, let's um, while, while you're on that topic you and i were in the room together at celebration two weren't we were you in the room when they did the okay maybe you weren't there at celebration two digital cinema was just starting to take off so they had one of the first christie dlp projectors 
at uh, Celebration 2, and they showed like one minute of the Yoda fight in 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 digital. I think I was there now that okay. you mentioned it. And, and like, like I just remember the room erupting because it like it, it showed like a couple of short clips beforehand. I think it was maybe like a two minute long thing. Showed a couple of clips in digital, but then all of a sudden, like Yoda walks into the room, does his like grab the lightsaber thing, turns it on, and then like I think we got like a split second cut of him like attacking uh Dooku and then it, it was over. But I just remember the room erupting when he took out his lightsaber and ignited it. I do remember that as well. Forgive my dogs for making all oh, sorts no of um. And then last, but certainly not least, is the one you voted for, our top voter, top vote getter for favorite Jedi, Skywalker excluded, is Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I do still have my McFarlane figure of him, too, because I absolutely love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, yeah, my, my, my favorite character in all of the Star Wars franchise. Absolutely love him. Very, very happy he got the number one vote. Oh yeah, those were the votes that are the the little polls that we threw up on Shane Talks. No, that you threw up, man. Those were all your ideas, and I'm very happy that you did it. I I had thought of the idea of doing it at one point, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna wait till it gets closer to to the episode. And then all of a sudden you were knocking them out, and I'm like, I'm gonna let Jason take this because he's got some great polls that he put up. So uh moving on. Anybody who listened to our New Year's Eve episode where you and I reflected on 2021. Um, we talked briefly about our, our trips to Star or to Galaxy's Edge um, in Florida, where we both at separate times during the year were both able to craft our own personal lightsabers. I love my lightsaber. I love my lightsaber too, dude. Like seriously. This is one of the coolest toys that I that I have. So uh, I know we we both chose the same set of stuff to to use, uh, but we we picked a lot of different pieces for ours. Uh, yeah, I know. That, um, well, the ignition button top. I think is the only oh. one we did was the same. But oh, and yeah, this right here. Nope. 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 That is different. Yeah. So and our our bottoms are different. So yeah, it was it was really cool that we uh, yeah. Other than our ignition switch, I believe you know we picked a different yeah, our ignition for switch all of them. is the same. Yeah. So I mean, I love mine. Yours looks dope too. Um, yeah, this is one of the coolest things I have ever done. Like the whole experience. And I mean, I know I know you don't like the way I do things, and I had picked out exactly which pieces I wanted beforehand because I just wanted to make sure that like. I wasn't trying to make decisions while I was there and then pick something that later I regretted. I wanted to make the exact lightsaber I wanted. So yeah, um, I'm extremely happy with mine. And I absolutely loved the experience of, of just the, the guy that leads you through it and has the stories that he tells. And, you know, they've got the voices of the Jedis that talk to you at one point. And then like when, when, when you put it in the thing, and then you ignite your lightsaber for the first time, and then it opens. Like, man, that is just one of the coolest things to witness. Like, I I teared up, and I know our our, our old boss Tim told me I was going to, and I was like, nah, it's it's I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. 
but now nah, he was right. I, I definitely, I definitely teared up. I don't remember if you said you did or not. I, I didn't tear up, but I definitely felt some awesomeness. Okay. I know um, one of our friends, Lee, also went back in December, and he, um, he, his kids both built one, and they, uh, and he said he teared up. So it's definitely a moment, especially if I wish people wouldn't talk about it so that okay. you wouldn't have this expectation, but I got you. Uh, yeah, I, I am excited to go back and build another one because uh, we can, we can tie this back into our previous talking about the polls. I know our friend Brandon White uh, put his own name on his list of uh, who his favorite Jedi is. So what's up? So he, I, th- I thought that's what he did, but okay. apparently there's an actual Jedi with that name. Oh, okay. And he it just happens to be really to it, similar to his. He linked to it on the Star Wars Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Or fan, I, missed I think that. it's Star Wars Wikipedia, but yeah. The Wikipedia? Uh, yeah, so apparently it's this giant, it's a seedling. It's some kind oh. of living tree, kind of like a okay. group almost. Oh, okay. Um, And yeah, so he was a seedling and he was abandoned on this planet for a long time. And then he ended up growing. And then once he grew, he was a, he was a Jedi for a long time. And then he became um, a historian of Sith and Jedi stuff. Oh. And he was going to be like the main librarian at one of the Jedi libraries. Okay. And then um, the Sith caused a supernova. And the supernova was going to wipe out everything in the galaxy, including this temple that he was working at. And uh, uh, he wanted to make sure that um, they had some ancient Jedi lightsabers. And he wanted to make sure that the Sith didn't get a hold of it. So he stuck behind and he ended up confronting a Sith Lord who wanted to steal all this stuff. Oh, wow. It's crazy, man. And I I was like, how did I like this is this is really in depth. That's awesome. Um, And then. Uh, he ended up surviving because of the fact that he like transformed into this giant tree um, and provided like coverage for the lightsabers and certain things. And oh, wow, kind of weird. So I will but definitely yeah, have to read into that. Check out well, the comment. Cool. That's that's awesome. Uh, I know on Facebook that he had had that as his like name on Facebook for a long time, which is why I thought like he was just making a joke about, you know, I'm my favorite Jedi. Because exactly I, what I, thought. I commented with that if we're allowed to do non-canonical characters, then Inash Amarai would be my favorite Jedi ever, because Inash Amarai was the character I played on the online video game Star Wars The Old Republic, who I was able to make look like, well, look like me 10 years ago, uh, much younger than I look now, but uh, I was able to play that character for a couple of years, and he is a double-bladed lightsaber, or not sorry, he is a double lightsaber carrier. So what I bringing this all back to the galaxy's edge and building lightsabers. My first one I built is blue. Enash Amari carried one blue and one green. So I very much look forward to going back and building a green lightsaber so that I can then recreate photos that I took screenshots of in the game. Because that's how big of a nerd I am. But yes, sure you don't want to just borrow mine instead of spending another $200. That is actually an amazingly good idea that I think I should probably consider now. Now that it's been brought to my attention, I like your idea a lot. Uh, so yeah, um, I, um, 
Good. I kind of want to go back and build a Sith lightsaber. I can't do it. So, I, I just can't let myself do it. I just, you know, I think you and I had this debate already, and I tried to point out to you that Anakin has a good lightsaber and a bad lightsaber. Yeah, but but yeah, I I I I, I don't want to go Sith. Can't have the light without the dark, my friend. Mm, yeah. Hmm. I just I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. I want to go back though. I think I want to build a droid the next time I go if I don't spend another $250 on a lightsaber. I think I'd be very interested in building my own droid. Like I think that'd be kind of cool. Um we were supposed to have Chris Meek on this episode this week. Uh he's dealing with some family stuff and our schedules just didn't work out for him to be able to get on here, but he's built numerous droids and he was going to talk about that for us. He was also going to give some like um suggestions of the cool stuff to do at Batu and the Galaxy's Edge and stuff like that cuz my trip, I unfortunately, uh, I only got to go for about two hours and over an hour of it was, you know, doing the whole lightsaber building process and whatnot. So I really, after I did that, was kind of rushed because we were leaving Disney at like two o'clock to head to the airport and my appointment was at 10 o'clock. So like I had to get, I had to get back as kind of as quickly as I could. Like I needed to head back. I needed to be on the bus around noonish to get back to our hotel and stuff like that. So I really just had about an hour to walk around and look at anything. I didn't get a ride, any of the rides. Um, even as early as I was there, um, what's the millennium Falcon ride called? Smugglers run smugglers run. There was already a three hour wait for that at nine 45 in the morning. Like you also so went on a Sunday, in July 4th, right? July 4th weekend. Yeah, well, the weekend after July, it was like July 8th or 9th or something like that. But over the holidays, the times, I believe. Yeah. On a Sunday, like I, I get it, but I at least I was happy that I got to be there. And then the thing that makes me the most upset about my trip is so I bought myself one of the Coke bottle detonators because I just wanted to be able to have a picture of it. I wanted to drink out of it. I didn't realize that they were allowed to go on like TSA had changed their policy by the time I went and you were allowed to take them on airplanes. I was still under the assumption that TSA was like no thermal detonators. Um, I wish I had asked Google about that before we were waiting, you know, to go to the airports because I would have kept my bottle that I threw away. So in the future, I know that, you know, I'm going to buy, I think those thermal detonator bottles are really cool looking. Um, but yeah, so uh, what what was your experience there? Did the kids go with you? Like, how much time did you get to spend there? Did you? I assume you rode Smuggler's Run. Yeah, we uh, we we were there all day. Uh, okay. We rode Smuggler's Run. We rode Rise of the Resistance. Both pretty darn cool. Was Rise um, of the Resistance as good as it has been hyped up to me? Uh, I I I <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. Avatar. Flight of Passage is the best ride I have ever been on in my entire life. But Rise of the Resistance is easily probably is probably second okay. out of everything I've written. And Avatar, and I'm not even like, a, I don't love Avatar by any stretch. I think it's a fine movie. Mm-hmm. I love it for its 3D aspect. And because of the fact that it's Jim Cameron and pretty much everything he does, I really enjoy. Um uh his writing style and directing style just works for me just like joss whedon's does rest in peace as far as i'm concerned right (laughs) Um, i think that's pretty much how hollywood feels about him yeah so uh but um rise of the resistance was really cool i unfortunately uh luke being four years old was 
petrified out of his brain by oh both, really by both star wars rides so he was like screaming his head off um i can understand that it could be scary for a kid i just didn't think he sure. would be freaked out that bad right. but he did and so not i know brandon i know brandon yotter has said that his um smugglers run uh experience wasn't that great because it was in the middle of covid where like you really didn't get to touch a lot of stuff was it still that way when you wrote it or was it pretty much a free-for-all it was pretty it seemed like it was a free-for-all okay because he was talking about how they had like the the plexiglass panels between every seat and like you only had like one button or something that you were allowed to touch or something like that when he had done it but like that was all gone when you did it i don't remember being that limited okay cool but hey, but he might be he might have paid attention to things that would, you know I don't know where he got to sit compared to me. Sure. Well, like, and like I, I said, I, he went I in the middle of COVID, so. Yeah, I, I just mean like um, I I was a gunner. I wasn't okay. or yeah, I wasn't fly or so one person like flies up and down. Okay. And then one I can't remember. I think it's like one controls up and down, one controls side to side. Okay. And then you have your gunner. And you also and and I don't know. Um, so it was just kind of it was kind of odd. Um, I'd love to go back and try again. Sure. Um, with kids who are or with people who are fully capable. Like sure. no offense to my children, but it'd be awesome to be like going with you and like sure. two other guys who are nerds like me and be like, all right, this time you're the gunner, you're driving, and then like okay. we switch or sure, but. Uh, we literally Lee. spend an entire day getting out of line and getting back in line just so we can keep switch. I, I'm down 100% down for this. Lee, uh, Lee got to go when he, and when he went, uh, it was a low period for attendance. Gotcha. And while he was there, he said that they got off Smuggler's Run and literally just walked right back on. Oh, so, wow. Like, like, I mean, he still had a couple of minute wait while he was on the queue, but he was like, the queue was pr- practically empty. So nice. they just they went right back into it, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of awesome," because that definitely yeah. was not the, the situation when I was there. So, so your four people that were in the cockpit with you, who was it? Was it all three of the boys? Uh, it was me, Nick, me, Nick, Letha, and Luke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chris and Sarah didn't care. Chris and Sarah were in a different cart. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, because David, his family were down there with you, weren't they? Yeah. That's right. That's right. That makes sense. Well, very cool. So, yeah, I agree. I'm much like you. I want to go again. I want to build either another lightsaber or a droid this time, and I would love to, to spend an entire day riding Smuggler's Run over and over again with you and two of our friends. I think this sounds like a trip somebody needs to plan for their midlife crisis trip or something i don't know you know and uh, i still love star tours man star tours is such a cool ride i, I would love to ride that never ridden it I, I i wanted to try to do that that day i was there yeah i've never done it this was only my second time ever being to disney last time i was at disney i was 14 years old so yeah, I, like star tours was a, around at that point in time even it was i i just was too busy being a 14 year old douchebag when i was there I don't know. I mean, you you knew me when I was 14. You knew what I was like. I, I Yeah, I was pretty stupid. 
I did a lot of I, I did a lot of dumb stuff in Disney. I, I later yeah I, I don't need to talk about how security was after me while I was at Disney. Like I was really worried going this time and being like, oh, we caught you. 24 or five years later, we've still got your picture up from when you were, you know, 14, but they probably wouldn't recognize me. So anyway, that was that was one of my fears, but security did not bother me at all while I was there. So, yeah, but no, I didn't ride Star Tours that time either. I was too busy trying to impress girls to care about Star Tours at that point. So, yeah, very, very upsetting. All right. So let us move on to television. Last year, we had a lot of shows that were coming down the pipeline that we kind of talked about and whatnot. So we'll talk about the ones that came out. We'll briefly talk about anything we know about the other ones that uh, have not yet come out and see uh, what we feel about that. So last year, on this day, May 4th, last year, Bad Batch launched. And we got 16 episodes of the Bad Batch. Overall, how would you feel about the show? It was fine. No, I agree. I like, that uh, was okay. I, I've never watched. I've never watched the Clone Wars, so I've never. Oh, uh, so those things. You, where... you didn't watch Clone Wars before you watched Rebels. Nope. Oh, for some reason I thought my... you watched both of them. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. I, so I've never watched. Let me rephrase that. I've started Clone Wars a couple of times. I've never finished it though. Uh, I don't even know if I've even gotten past the first season completely. Um, I was about to say, yeah. you'll probably find season three boring, but you probably will like season three. I find season three of Clone Wars boring because it's all about the Senate and all about like Amidala and like all the senators and they're all their relationships. And it's a very political season. And I really hated it. But I know you're a lot more into politics than I am. So you might enjoy season three of the Clone Wars. Yeah, who knows? But I keep going to it eventually. Um, no, uh, like, real quick. Uh, oh, sorry to interrupt you again. Spoiler alert for anything that we're going to talk about now. We're assuming that if you listen to this, you're a Star Wars fan and you absorb and consume Star Wars as eagerly as we do. So this show was a year ago. Some of the other shows we'll talk about were less than a year ago. But if you don't want to know anything about potential spoilers for any of these Star Wars shows, I would stop listening now. And I wouldn't blame you either. But anyway, please continue for the second time about The Bad Batch. Uh, Bad Batch was, like I said, um, just kind of, it was kind of cool. Um, it's, it's interesting to me that they made Omega who she is. Um, so that was just kind of weird. Um, yeah, like, um, I don't know, but overall, like, uh, my first introduction to Cad Bane, which oh. I thought was really cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'd be too. Oh wait, was he on Rebels? Uh, I believe he had one or two episodes on Rebels, but not any like major storyline like he did on Clone Wars and Bad Batch. Yeah. So, um, but I had a lot of fun with that character. Um, and you know, you can see a lot with Dave Filani is like he mixes in his universe a lot, mm -hmm. and that's and that's. It, I don't know. I go back and forth on if I like it or not because I mean okay. it's a Star Wars universe, so it's for damn sure. big. Yeah, it's huge. So, so for you to be able, like, for somebody to accidentally bump into this person and that person, just is like. Eh. But, but haven't really you ever, haven't you ever gone on vacation and bumped into somebody that like is from your hometown or something? Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. 
they do have spaceships, so it's a lot easier to travel farther distance. I don't know. I got nothing now. All right. Well, who's your favorite clone? Uh, I'm going to say Hunter is probably mine. Uh, I like Wrecker a lot, too. I think Wrecker is just funny. But I, I like Hunter a lot, probably because he's like the leader type and he's essentially Rambo. What about you, Ben? Uh, which which I, you one know, do you like? Uh, I, to be completely honest, yours are mine are yours. Nice. So, yeah, it's definitely Hunter and Wrecker. So Yeah, they're both pretty fun. Um, are you excited for the next season or are you just going to watch it? Yeah, we'll see. Gotcha. Whenever it comes we, out, right? Do you even plan to watch it or do you not care enough? Uh, I'll probably watch it. Okay. If, you know, whenever, you know, I mean, I enjoyed the first season enough. Okay, cool. And, um, so, yeah. What's up? I was sitting there, like, everything's been mixing together in my brain because I'm like, was Rebels where, like, Bo-Katan was? And I was like, yeah, that was Rebels. Because mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of finished up the last season of Rebels like right before Bad Batch came out, so it's kind of blending oh, okay. together. That makes sense. Um, we've talked on on other Shane Talks episodes a little bit already. This episode, kind of our disappointment in the Book of Boba Fett and how Book of Boba Fett really was only good because it was Mandalorian season two point five. Like the first three or four episodes that focused on Boba Fett weren't that great. Now, Timothy Oliphant was awesome and Cobb Vanth was really cool to see, but he didn't show up until like later in the season also. Um, Like a lot of the best stuff on the show was later in the season when Mando shows up again and when, uh, when Grogu shows up and there's like, like I think it's episode four, that like Boba Fett isn't in the entire episode at all and it was like the best episode of the show and then and then like you know episode five was all about Luke and Ahsoka and it was one of the best episodes that had almost no Boba Fett till the very end so like it's one of those weird things where like why do you even call the show the book of Boba Fett when he's almost a minor side character in his own show yeah, and I was I personally was really disappointed in the lack of like making Boba Fett a badass on his own show. Like he kind of got pushed around by a lot of people on Tatooine, and like I would have rather seen him killing a lot of people and making his point and being like, like when when I ask people like why they like Boba Fett so much, like he was kind of a pussy on his show. Like, he was kind of a pushover. He didn't do anything that made me go, oh, this is badass Boba Fett. This is why people like Boba Fett. He's so badass. Never had that moment. The best thing I've seen from, like, old Boba Fett was when he took out all the uh, clone troopers trying to get Grogu. And that wasn't even on his own show. Yeah, that was on Mando. So, like, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, just really, again, I, I love almost everything that has to do with Star Wars. So, I liked the show enough, but I didn't like it as a vehicle for Boba Fett. Like, I don't know what they could have called it, but they could have called it something else. And I still would have been just as happy and satisfied with the small stories I got from Mando, Grogu, Luke. Like, all of that stuff was better than any of the main storyline with with Boba Fett. Um, I did love seeing Danny Trejo show up, though. His two minutes were awesome. I was going to say five minutes, maybe. 
I was really hoping they were going to bring his character back in some capacity, like make him work for, for Boba Fett or something, but even that didn't. I didn't even get that good of stuff from it. Yep. We're about three weeks away from the show that last year I said was my most excited, I was most excited for. Do you have high hopes for Obi-Wan? Did you like the trailer for Obi-Wan? Uh, the trailer's fine. Um, I don't have high hopes for it. Really? Yeah. Um, hmm. Mando's, uh, I, I mean, the, the book of Boba Fett really poured some wa- like cold water on my excitement okay. for everything. So it's the, and I have to say, book of Boba Fett is basically the first Dave Filani thing that I just didn't dig. Hmm so much so I about that. i'm hoping that i'm i'm trying to temper temper my expectations and um so that that way i'm not let down so much but uh yeah for for obi-wan kenobi's show i'm cautiously optimistic i mean it's obi-wan it's uwa mcgregor he's it's, it's gotta be good i hope dude he was in the prequel trilogy yeah. So, like, I, Uwe McGregor is awesome as Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. but you can only do so much with what you got. I, and uh... yeah, he did not get a he did not get a fair shake in the tri- in the prequel trilogy. I'm hoping he they do something awesome and cool with this. Sure, I read somewhere that no, oh, not gonna throw that out there. <laughs> um, I read I read a cool blurb about what he said while he was filming something, and he was and how it I, I believe I read this. Yeah, I believe I read the same thing. You like a six year old kid again, and it's like yeah. that's cool. And I hope that that level of excitement comes through for me to watch the show. So I I agree, and I have some pretty high hopes as well. Um, there's been a lot of controversy about the way the Grand Inquisitor looks. In the Obi-Wan show, do you have any feelings on it? Do you care? Does it bother you in any way? No, it doesn't bother me. Does he look... Could he look better? Yes. Um, The Grand Inquisitor is like... Oh. Although time time frame wise, I guess he would look... I was trying to think like has how much time has passed between rebels and this right because then you could have an excuse that he's older but like not that much time could have passed right well my uh, some some of the things that i think about with it are so like the race of species that he is is one of the races that was in attack of the clones and so like they have guys that had those really long elongated heads but i i don't even necessarily need that again like if they're like we don't want to deal with that makeup okay cool like i'm all about that his head is just too perfectly round for me like he's a chubby dude his, his yeah. face is chubby compared to being long and skinny if if they had just found somebody like with a with a benedict cumberbatch type face that just is like a long and thin face like uh, I would have been fine with it, like looking the way it does now, just thinner. Like I just, I don't appreciate it being like plump and round compared to like the elongated look that we've previously seen in Attack of the Clones and the cartoon. But then the one thing that got me, I saw a meme online that showed every different version of Saw Gerrera that we've gotten, both animated and live action. And okay, like I don't have any complaints about six different versions of Saw Gerrera. 
So I guess I really shouldn't care what the inquisition. And I mean, like even Ahsoka, Ahsoka's like, I can't even think of her species. Twi'lek stuff isn't as huge as it is in the animated version of Ahsoka. And I'm still fine with that. So I'm trying to convince myself that chubby, round, port-faced uh, Grand Inquisitor is not going to be my deal breaker on the show. Do you know for a fact that it is the Grand Inquisitor? Like I, it could be somebody else who's that same species, right? In theory. I thought they announced that that actor is the Grand Inquisitor. I, th I think. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I think it's confirmed that that is the Grand Inquisitor. I think. I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they said it is. Maybe they're working on diversity too. Yeah, maybe. They wanted to get the best actor instead of necessarily having to match the physical prowess of what the the character is in the com or in the movie. Cartoons, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they're gonna have to do something for like if they ever actually give us Admiral Thrawn. So, like, well, the I mean, the most recent rumor we talked, we threw out a bunch of names last year, and one of the names that we threw out was Lars Mikkelsen, and that is the that is still the rumor that he is the front runner and has been cast in Ahsoka as as Thrawn. So. If that's true, I'm fine with it. I think it's I think it's cool that it was one of the like six or eight people that we talked about last year, and that it's it's supposedly going to be announced sometime probably on May 4th. So uh I I assume that's when it will be announced. Uh Mandalorian season three is already finished filming. Uh rumor is that's gonna come out sometime still this year, probably in December, since the other seasons were released in December. So or well, one was in October, I guess, and the other was in December. So I'm assuming sometime like quarter four of this year. Uh, I'm assuming this means Grogu is back because of what happened in Book of Boba Fett. Like I can't see them splitting them up again. Um, how did you feel about Luke forcing Grogu to pick the lightsaber or the chainmail, the Mandalorian chain? Uh, why, why am I... Beskar, the Beskar chainmail or the lightsaber. How did you feel about that? Uh, Luke's kind of a dick um, with that movement. Um, but um, yeah. here's the thing. I 100% agree with you. When I watched it and for like a week afterwards, I talked about it. I said, Luke is a dick. That was a dick move making him pick between those two things. Here's the thing. Luke did it. And Grogu passed the test. Luke was testing him to see if he'd make the same choice that he made when he left Yoda to go help his friends instead of do his Jedi training. So when Luke forced him to make a decision between do you want to go be with your friends or is training to be a Jedi more important, Grogu actually passed the test because he did the same thing that Luke did when he was given those two choices. And in that moment... Is that your theory? That's my theory. I that's my theory that that is that that is what Luke was doing was making he was trying to test Grogu to see do you care more about being a Jedi or do you care more about your friends because I picked my friends and I still turned out okay. So that's my theory about about what happened in that Luke Grogu situation. Um Christopher Lloyd is joining the cast. They haven't announced who he's going to be. You having fun with your lightsaber? And I mean that in a non-sexual uh, way. Stop, but uh, go ahead. Uh, Christopher Lloyd joining the cast. They haven't said who he's going to be playing, but I love anything that Christopher Lloyd joins. So I'm excited to see him in the cast. 
Yeah, um, should be awesome. He's 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 a lot of fun as an actor. They are uh, they are gearing up to start filming Ahsoka, I believe. I think it's this summer, June or July. It's going to start. Um, Hayden Christensen has been confirmed to be in that show. So my only assumption would be we're getting Force Ghost Anakin to kind of make amends with Ahsoka, maybe kind of guide her in like a Qui Gon or Obi Wan way. That uh, that would be my hope for it. Kind of get, kind of get a little bit of redemption for Anakin. Kind of give Anakin some dialogue that's not complete shit, and maybe we can see that he's actually a decent Anakin Skywalker. Um, also, I thought it was cool. Sabine Wren has been cast. They've announced uh, what's her name, Natasha Lou Bordizio, uh, who was an actress that was in The Greatest Showman. Um, so she's going to be Sabine Wren. She was like one of the Asian like acts like um i looked her up yesterday and saw a picture of her she's i mean she's not a major character in it but she's she's definitely around in the in the main group interesting yeah uh look look at her picture after we get off here and you'll be like oh yeah i remember seeing her in the background uh so the other series that we still don't know a whole lot about andor the acolyte and lando uh not really a lot of news in the last year on those, so I'm assuming they're still getting all that stuff written and figured out and whatnot. And Rangers of the New Republic we talked about last year, and it is no longer in development because Gina Carano said some things that Disney didn't like. How how do you fall on the Gina Carano controversy? Uh, um, They can do whatever they want. They are the ones who own her uh, her um, contract. Contract, but um, uh, I I don't know. It's very it's very interesting because um, being somebody who skews um, more to the right than most of the people who are Disney fanatics. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, let me not Disney fanatics, but the the people who work at Disney for the most part seem to lean in the opposite direction a little bit more. Um, it, it's one of those things that's concerning to me because I can understand the thought process, but uh, in the entertainment industry, it'd be different if like, you know, you were always like, if she was at a Disney thing mm-hmm. and then said, this is my opinion. Sure. If she was like, at a Disney press conference or junket or something and was like, this is my belief. This is my thought process. Um, I could see it being more of an issue, but with her just being somebody who just because she just doesn't agree with the way that since she doesn't agree with the way that they want to do things, I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I, I see the I see why they did it. I don't agree with it personally. Sure. I think that you can I think you can definitely have a difference of opinion. Um, and you can even say that as a company is like, hey, she doesn't speak for us. Sure. But we also believe in people's freedom of speech. And um, so and and that's probably just because of the fact that I'm more uh against the popular view in that aspect so 
um, next year, uh, we're supposedly getting our next feature-length Star Wars film. Uh, it's still supposed to be Patty Jenkins's Rogue Squadron, uh, December of 2023. Oh, they did finish filming that, didn't they? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know if they've even filmed filmed it yet, have they? I I didn't find I it. They... Because for a while, uh, over this last year, they had originally announced that the movie was going to be delayed because Patty Jenkins was working on a Cleopatra film and trying to get Wonder Woman 3 going. And uh, from from what I read this week, she dropped out of the Cleopatra film to focus on Rogue Squadron and Wonder Woman. So I don't know which one's going to come first or whatnot, but from, from what I read, December 22nd of 2023 is still the targeted release date for Rogue Squadron. Granted, they could always push this it back again. In development. Yeah, they haven't filmed it yet. Yeah. I, I think it's supposed to be filmed this year. And I mean, Lucas is obviously, or Lucasfilm slash Disney slash whatever, has obviously upped their ability to pump these movies out because, you know, back in the prequel days, they had to film it and wait three years to do all their post-production stuff. And it does not take them that long anymore. Oh, no. So um, my biggest Star Wars question to you right now in any capacity, whether it be TV show, movie, I guess animated show, do you want to see Mace Windu come back into the Star Wars universe? Why not? Uh, if you give me a good story, uh, you can bring anybody back. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. Star Wars is just like comic books and all sorts of other folklore. Um, sure. We could definitely bring back Mace Windu. You never saw a definitive he's dead. Sure. Um, I mean, Darth and, Maul got cut in half on screen, and they still were able to bring him back with spider legs. And 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 he became a better character after that. I will agree one. with that. So, uh, his I mean, his episode where you potential to do that with me. Sure, your episode where you saw him and Savage Savage Opress and like where they came from and how they started uh, that episode story arc with them. Oh, but you have not watched Clone Wars. There's a a story arc in Clone Wars. Uh, that shows you the origins of Darth Maul and Savage Opress and where they came from and how how they essentially became the evil that they were. And it was it was again, it was Disney trying to make us feel bad for bad guys. Um, big news over the last couple of weeks, months ish, I guess, was the leak of what is supposedly Colin Trevorrow's original script when he was attached to direct star wars episode nine it was going to be called duels duel of the fates have you looked into any of this at all do you know anything about it I don't you don't all right well do you want me to you want me to talk to you about it a little bit sure do you obviously want to talk about it let's go i do want to talk about it because this would have been a far superior film to what we got as the ninth entry into this and don't get me wrong i hate the eighth one and i'm not a fan of the ninth one but at least this version of the plot of the ninth one could have at least done something to redeem this this franchise so it's not been confirmed that this leaked script um is real but and i haven't read the whole thing i've just read you know a guy's review of the highlights of it uh, but it's it's apparently a full script, and according to the guy whose review I read, it is a high-quality script, like very well-written, very good dialogue, very good description. Like, it doesn't seem like it's fake. And the other thing is, is a couple of weeks ago, there was a bunch of leaked concept art 
that was uh, put out there and said, oh, this is leaked art from the original version of Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, on Twitter, Colin Trevorrow uh, officially confirmed that, yes, those are leaked artwork from my script. A lot of that leaked artwork goes along with this script that this guy was reviewing. So I'm going to give you some of the highlights that I was reading about, and we'll see how you how you feel this would have been as a movie. So the entire galaxy has been utterly crushed by the fascist regime of the First Order. Chancellor Hux, who is not a, a good guy in disguise in this one, is the new ruler over the Star Wars world, and he is apparently like an asshole. Like, he is, like, in charge. Um, Ray starts the film disguised as a Tusken Raider until she whips out a double-bladed blue lightsaber to lead the Resistance as the Last Jedi. Um, Kylo Ren is lurking around Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar in search of an ancient well of power from a Sith temple known as Mortis. Force ghost Luke shows up and has a conversation with him, essentially probably trying to be like, look, you're a terrible person. Uh, Ray and Poe end up on a mission together, and there's the whole, like, are they, aren't they going to hook up? And apparently they share a kiss at the end of this, like, long buildup to, like, is anything ever going to happen with them? Uh, there's a space battle above Coruscant. Apparently a lot of the script takes place on Coruscant and them trying to, like, build the rebellion up in, like, the streets of Coruscant. Um, Chewie doesn't have a way to get up into the space fight until he finds himself an X-Wing, gets to jump in the X-Wing, and Chewie gets to be his own pilot and gunner. Um, at one point, uh, Kylo Ren goes full Darth Vader and ends up getting trained by Palpatine's uh, master. Uh, I don't know if they would have called him Darth Plagueis. It didn't say. Um, Rey shows up at one point, and she gets to kill all of the Knights of Ren before she gets to Kylo. Um while she fights Kylo Ren, she gets blinded and has to put on like a, a blindfold to continue the fight with him. Round two, she gets beat again and is about to die. And so Leia, who this script was written before Carrie Fisher passed away, Leia force projects herself to her son and convinces him to go good and become Ben Solo again and transfers his life energy into Ray to bring her back to life and sacrifice himself. So we get another Skywalker sacrificing himself uh, in, the, in the third act of the third film. Uh, the film ends with a medal ceremony where Chewie does actually get a medal this time. Um, Ray isn't present at the medal ceremony and is later revealed she's on another planet with eyes again, her eyes have healed, and the ending of the film reads, here she will train a new generation of Jedi and pass down what she has learned, that only an understanding of the balance within can lead to peace and justice in the galaxy. So, would you rather watch that movie than what we got, or does that just sound like a bunch of stuff you're not interested in? It sounds like it could have just turned out as bad as episode nine was. Okay, all right. So, like it, uh, it, it had the potential, but number sure. nine had the potential too. So, like it just was executed. <laughs> they chose poorly, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, um, yeah. I mean, that could have been a, a big old pile of poo as well. And sure. Colin, like Colin's, like he's only made one good movie, and it's just quasi good as far as uh, Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World. Sure, 
it's just quasi good. It's not even like really good. It's just, I enjoyed it. I had fun, but there was not much meat on the bone for that movie. So understandable. Well, man, that, uh, that brings me to the end of everything that I had for us to talk about this week. Uh, do you have any other star Wars stuff going on? Today is May the 4th. Uh, mm-hmm. Today is the last day that my brother had to go through chemo, uh, chemotherapy and radiation. Um, so Shout out to Dave the, Mayer. By the time that anybody hears this, then uh, he will have rung the bell at uh, Brigham Women's uh, Cancer Hospital in, in, or in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Also uh, an offshoot of the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Um, Jimmy Fund for anybody who used to work at GCC, nice and, uh, AMC back in the day. Um, but yeah, so I'm very proud of him. It's taken a big toll on him physically. Uh, he's a, um, but he's um, he's a great guy. I'm very lucky to have him as a brother, as a friend, and um, whatever extra time I can get from him uh, on this earth is is all gravy, baby, and. I love him to death. So, yes, I, I love you too, Dave. Dave Mayer. I'm very yep. proud of you. I, I I agree with all those sentiments. I'm very proud of Dave. Also, it's very it's been rough. A lot of the texts that we've all been in a group chat with and whatnot to hear when he has bad days, it kind of sucks. But um, yeah, his his excitement these last couple of days about counting down to his final one. I know. I, I love the serendipity of the fact that he had the one that had to get canceled. So it got tacked onto the end that made it land on May 4th and how like he just took that in stride with the fact that like on star Wars day, I'm done with cancer. So I think that's really awesome. So Dave, I also love you and uh, thank you for listening. I know you're one of our regular listeners and uh, you and drew means a lot to, to both of us that you're that your listeners and uh, that you have beat the shit out of cancer. I'm so proud of you, dude. And uh, so him walking out, uh, he he's actually wearing, uh, I've got my Luke mm-hmm. X-Wing sweatshirt. He's got his Boba Fett sweatshirt. He's wearing the Boba Fett sweatshirt and the Boba Fett helmet to his last treatment. And uh, so then he, uh, so, yeah. You got you to make sure he gets a picture of that. I got to see this picture. Uh, I, I He's sending me a video of oh, what good. He's got a message that he's going to send to all of his students. Oh, on that cool! Day as well, so oh, he said he sent it to me. So, dude, that's awesome! I I can't wait to see that. Uh, yeah, Dave, love you, man. Sorry for what you've had to go through, but you're one of the strongest people I've ever met that's been able to get through it. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is uh, going to be the end of our third annual Shane Talks uh, May the 4th episode. It's been a blast. Um, I have no idea what we're doing for our next episode. Uh, it will not be on May 6th. We're going to, what's that? What are you looking at? We just did a Star Wars episode and we're only at like an hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes. That is pretty crazy. Uh, when when I wrote the script, I assumed it was going to be a lot longer. I told my wife we were going to be on here for probably two or three hours tonight. You know, but that's, we're trying to give people what they want and they want shorter episodes. So I'm trying to get through and not just sit here and talk about every single detail of every single character on every single Star Wars thing. What's Shane, that? I can't remember. Did we talk about what we rocked uh, the last episode that we did? Did we mention what we did with your wife and uh, Brandon Yodder? 
Oh, we did? Well, yeah, no, let's bring that up real quick. Totally not Star Wars related at all, but let's talk about that. 49 out of 60. 59 out of 60. We missed warm milk. And I don't know if, I don't think I talked to you guys. So that night I went home and I watched that episode because I couldn't figure out how I didn't know that Ross ordered warm milk. I already know the answer. Go for it. It's because it's only in the original aired episode. It's not in the the syndicated episodes because I know the syndicated episodes backwards and frontwards, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, yeah, they uh, they they were ma- picking questions from the uh, the original the DVDs. Broadcast. Yep. Uh, so. so in the in the syndicated on HBO Max version. Ross is standing there, and as soon as it as soon as it got to that moment, I said they just cut out the part where he ordered his drink. Like I was like, I remember him ordering it now, but it just cuts into him standing there with Gunther, and then Joey walks in. Him and Joey have a conversation, and they sit down at the table. Then Gunther walks up and puts the milk down next to him and says, "Here's your warm milk." As that was going on, I literally was like, I remember on the DVD now when he ordered the warm milk that got cut out of that episode. So um, what Jason and I are talking about here and debating, not debating, but discussing our one missed question for years, while Jason and I worked together and our coworker, Brandon Yotter, uh, we quote friends, nonstop friends, trivia, friends, jokes, everything. We always said, if we ever had the chance to go do friends trivia, that we would, that we would go perfect, that we would crush it. We'd win the whole thing. We Every time, baby. what's that? We dominate, baby. That's what yes. we were saying. That's what we were saying. Every time there was a friend's trivia, one of us had to work or two of us weren't available. So we never did it because we wanted everybody to be together. Uh, now that none of us work together and we all have a little freer schedules, a friend's trivia finally came up at the bar uh, Parks Place Pub here in Indianapolis, where my, uh, our friend Jay Hampton is the general manager. Whoop, whoop. So shout out to Jay and Parks Place Pub. Uh, our friend, U- my friend Uwa works there also. Uh, I know a couple of the servers and some of the staff, but we went on Friends Trivia Night. Uh, we donated some money to, I don't remember what the charity was. was donated kid, some Kids Cancer Fund. Kids Cancer so. Fund, yeah. So donated some money to them to, to get a team to play. And we went 59 out of 60 correct questions and we got first place. And I will say the competition, there was at least two or three other teams that were right there with us. Like I, want to I say think second place was 57 points. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say too. So there was the first couple of rounds, like we were when they were telling the scores, like there was one point tied, like very close for a while, but uh, then there was also some teams that were absolutely garbage. But Dude, how do you sign up for that and then end up with a score of like four eight points eight? Yeah, out of forty or something like that. It was. It was. It, I don't understand why you bothered signing up, but maybe they were just trying to be generous to the kids. To the kids, yeah, uh, for cancer research or something. So, so and on it, and I'm very glad that we all got together. Uh, the three of us, my wife came and our friend Claire came, uh, who's actually Jay's wife. And we crushed it. And I'm glad we did it as a team because like Brandon knew answers that I didn't know. You knew answers that I didn't know. My wife contributed to like three of the questions that none of the rest of us knew. Like 
it was a complete team effort and it was awesome that we were able to do it as well as we did. I by myself probably only would have gotten maybe 50 out of the 60. Right. Uh, so I'm glad that we did it as a team and we're able to crush it with 59. Yeah. I definitely want to give a shout out to Brandon for knowing that Phoebe's inside of her guitar case was lined with orange. orange. Yep. I, I, I would have guessed purple and I don't even know why I would have guessed purple, but that just seemed like the color it would have been to me. So I'm glad Brandon knew that. So, yeah. So that was awesome. Our geekdom uh, knows no bounds. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, thank you for your time this week, man. How you have any plans? I mean, I don't really need to mention it. I mentioned it last year on Xbox and PlayStation and everything. A lot of the, uh, the Star Wars video games are on sale right now going up through May 4th. I think I saw earlier today or yesterday on Xbox, you were playing the brand new Lego Star Wars game. Uh, that might have, that was one of my boys. Oh, okay. uh, that was Uncle David's Uncle David or the, the Boston mayor's birthday present to Nicholas. Oh, awesome. So. I've been thinking about picking it up. Um, yeah. It's I, not online it was multiplayer. Yeah, well, that and that's part of it. But uh, what I wanted to ask you that since your kids were playing, you probably don't know. I'm curious, like, I mean, I've I've played Star Wars, the complete saga. I played like this uh, four five and six when they were released like 10 or 15 years ago. Like I've played Lego Star Wars in so many different iterations. Like I'm just wondering if it's worth playing yet another version of it, because like I've got Lego, the complete saga. But I don't know how different that is to the complete like Skywalker saga or whatever it's called now. So I would definitely just, look it up because I don't know. I didn't play the old one. I've played this one a couple of times with Nick. Cool. Um, but I don't know. I've played the other ones sparingly here and there. Mm-hmm. So I don't I couldn't tell you like, oh, this is this part is completely different sure. or whatever. Okay. Um, I did, did they used to give you side missions? Yeah, yeah, there was side okay. stuff to do. Okay, then, um, yeah, I couldn't remember exactly how the old ones worked, so sure. you might look it up online, but yeah, okay. it's fun. well, and like the other, it, it always all, all the Lego games, as much as I enjoyed them, like it always bothered me that you couldn't complete everything 100% going through one time. Like they oh, yeah. forced you to have to go back and play it again with other characters that can get to other places that you can't get normally. Cause there would be times where I would spend a half hour trying to get to this thing that it looks like I should be able to get to, to give up and realize later, Oh, I have to go back with a, you know, with Magneto cause he can pull this one thing over so I can walk on it. Like, that's my only complaint about them is that you can't just play through once and a hundred percent everything, but they are fun. But when they make them as massive as they are now, like the last Marvel one that I tried to play through just was just so repetitive and tedious to me that I gave up on it. I think it was Marvel superheroes two or something like that, but yeah. So I'm glad you've been playing the Lego one. Are you guys going to watch anything on May 4th today? Uh, it's a Wednesday, probably not. Okay. Uh, I'll probably put something on while I'm cooking dinner or something, but right on. Well, yeah. very well. Thank you guys for listening to the Star Trek episode or Star Wars episode this year. Oh boy, gonna have to edit that out. Man, and I, I said I wasn't gonna edit stuff, but that really did make me look stupid. Yeah. <laughs>
man, I haven't even been drinking tonight and I can't get Star Wars right. Jeez. Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks hey, for you listening. Know what to tomorrow this. is, Shane. What's that? Do you know what tomorrow is? May 4th. No, no, no. What tomorrow? Oh, May, May 5th. 4th is. Dude, we saw a trailer for it when I was watching the basketball game earlier tonight. And I said, I am so excited for Thursday. I cannot wait to watch Doctor Strange. I, I'm, I'm, I've tried not to. Like, I've been trying to keep it down. But, I was like, gonna say, you know what else it is? What? Shout out to Justin Rochelle. Uh, so let's see. So that's on to Cinco de Mayo is on a Thursday this year, which means next year Cinco de Mayo is a Friday, which means we could do a Cinco de Mayo episode next year with Justin. I think we should just go down to not uh, go down to Tennessee and hijack him for the weekend. Uh, we'll figure something out. We can we could go down early and hijack him and just record an episode live with him while we're at a Mexican bar and be as annoying white people as we can be. We can just have him sing that song. That's what us white people do, right? We go to we go to uh, Irish bars on St. Patty's Day and get obnoxiously drunk, and then we, uh, yeah. We do the same thing at Mexican places on Cinco de Mayo. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Shout out to Justin Rochelle for Cinco de Mayo. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to have some tacos before we go watch Doctor Strange, which, I mean, again, I've been trying to lower expectations, but they just keep getting ramped up every commercial I see for it. And then, like, on May 4th, we're getting the final episode of Moon Knight, and I just have not been impressed with Moon Knight. Your feelings on Moon Knight? Am I am I just not seeing the big picture? Maybe. Um, I I uh, I don't know, man. I think it's very strange that he's not signed on for more than these six episodes. Um, and I I understand the thought process from the Disney standpoint and his standpoint. Sure. But I also think it's really weird to introduce somebody as popular as Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Uh, as a as a character like this, which is a cool. Um, my brother Dave was telling me, and I never read Moon a whole lot of Moon Knight when I was right. younger. I just remember him being a cool looking character. Um, but uh, my brother Dave was telling me that he was always Mark Spector in the comic in the originally, yep. that he was just Mark Spector and there was no Steven. Um, and that uh, the break in the mental compat or the, the the multiple personalities was always something that came about later. Mm, uh, makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I, I. I'm enjoying it for what it is. It, it's fine. I thought the ending of the latest episode was kind of cool um, because you could go in a direction that I don't think they're going to go, though. Yeah. Um, um, and we can talk about that later. I don't yeah. want to spoil it for anybody who might just be trying sure. to watch all six episodes once they're, once they're released or something. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just... The last two episodes, like the first three, I was really digging and kind of like, all right, like I'm excited to see where it goes and whatnot. But the last two, I've just been kind of disappointed in. So we'll we'll see how they tie it all together. And, you know, maybe I'll be fanboying out again. I, I as I've told you, like privately, I was only a Moon Knight fan from the video games that I've played him in. Uh, I play a lot of Marvel video games and whatnot. So I just always thought he was like a cool character because he looks cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I never really read the comics. I'm may have read one or two in my entire lifetime but yeah so 
We'll, we'll get to Moon Knight at some point. We'll do another Marvel TV shows recap and talk about our disappointment in them or something. But yeah. So, all right, man. I can't wait to see you on Thursday. I'm super excited for uh, Doctor Strange and hanging out with you. And I hope you enjoy your May 4th. And May the 4th be with you. And also with you. <laughs>